Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today's episode is number 48. We are looking at John chapter 20, verses 11 through 31. Man, I cannot believe. I, I know we've said this a lot lately, but we're closing we are close. in on we're the closing end. Closing in, closing in. Yes. So, um, so when you're sad, what cheers you up? Or when you're down, what what is something that cheers you up? I know it, it's the cont- the context actually matters in this case, but typically when you're sad, what's something that cheers you up? Yeah, I, well, I'm a firm believer in treats, like giving <laughs> myself rewards. Because sometimes if I'm sad, you know, or overwhelmed, you know, there's a lot going on, I think, you know what? Today is a day to go to Big B. You deserve a Big B. It's one today. of your favorite places. It is. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, that would be that's the first thing that comes to mind that cheers me up. Being around people. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I'm definitely more extroverted. So being around people versus pulling away and withdrawing would right, be right. more what I would tend to. How about you? Um, you know, again, I think treats are fine. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that really does cheer me up. When, uh, when I've not seen someone in quite a while, um, individuals that you, you, you have those individual people that you pick up right where you left off. Totally. You, you, like you're not yes. missing anything and it yep. has nothing to do with social media, them keeping up with your life and that sort of thing. It really is like, no, I enjoy this person. And when I see them have, having not seen them in a while... That uh, that cheers me up, yeah, and I just think fills that's, your bucket. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, and and that's that's interesting because this is kind of what is happening in the passage that we're looking at today, mm-hmm. even though it's not been so long since Jesus has died. Um, but it, it it is this idea that Jesus died and rose again, and um, and the disciples they get a chance to see him mm-hmm. again. They now again, I'm I'm, I'm I'm still kind of in my mind, like, would I be so excited or would I be kind of like, whoa, what, what is this? Yeah. But but we see in this passage that they are truly are excited to see uh, Jesus after having been raised from uh, the dead. And so that's what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. Jesus's appearances and how individuals reacted uh, to his appearances uh, once he uh, was raised from the dead. So, um, so let, let, let's dive in. What's okay. something that that triggers you, uh, or at least triggers your thinking yeah. in this particular passage? Yeah. So first, we have Jesus um, appearing to Mary Magdalene. Yep. And and then secondly to the uh, to the disciples. But I think um, one thing that jumped out at me pretty early on, like verse seventeen. Um, even in his conversation later in 20, 21, like it is evident that things are different now. Yeah. Their yeah. relationship has changed. Um, Jesus with his followers, with his disciples. Um, in verse 17, he says, my and your father. Yeah. Like, yeah. And calls later, he calls the disciple go or tells Mary, go to my brothers, yeah. my Very brothers. Good. Like, yep. so it's no longer rabbi and thought and disciples. He's he's showing hey things are different now and he's preparing them to carry on the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Which he had told them was coming, but now yeah. now we see okay he's died, he's risen and now they're partnering instead of just receiving the teaching and equipping. Yeah. So You know that, that's an incredible insight um in terms of I don't know if we can wrap our minds around the fact that 
that we are brothers and sisters of of Jesus. Yeah. Um, that that the same way the Father loved Jesus is the same way the Father loves us. Again, an incredible thought. You know, whether we say I don't deserve to be loved like that, but the fact is that the Father does love us that way. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're called siblings of Jesus, and obviously He is still Lord and Savior. But the fact that he invites us now to be his siblings is, is um, that change of relationship, I think, is just an incredible insight. And um, there's this sense of honoring him as our Lord, but also relating to him as a brother, uh, yeah. as a sibling, which I think is really, really uh, fascinating. Yeah, it is both. And it is recognizing that incredible privilege we have to partner with God in his work. Like I will sometimes say, you know, we, God doesn't need us. Right. to tell other people about Jesus or to um, encourage them in their faith. He doesn't, he doesn't need us. Yeah. And yet we get to, yeah, absolutely. We get to absolutely. be included yeah. um, in what God is doing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, the, the other insight here is um, we, we see kind of two emotions from Mary. Mary is at first, she doesn't recognize them. And then she, you know, she walks in, she comes into the garden or the, in the area where Jesus was buried, she's sad, and she doesn't. he starts talking to her, and she thinks that he's someone else, and then finally he continues to talk to her, calls her name, and she turns around and rabble nigh, like, like whoa, I'm excited, and, and then she clings to him, like, like, don't you ever leave me again kind yeah. of thing. And so, and I think that's kind of the way we all feel too, like, like when we have an encounter and experience with Jesus, don't please don't ever leave me, you know, like this again. I, I want to stay in this moment. But then Jesus says, don't cling to me, which is kind of weird. He, she's clinging and she recognizes she's excited, but then he says, don't cling to me. Like, what do you, what do you make of that? Yeah. Well, I do think you could read that wrongly and think yeah. that Jesus is like brushing her off. Like, yeah, absolutely. please don't touch me or no, <laughs> no, we don't do that. Right. But that doesn't make sense when you continue to read like her, it doesn't change the way she's interacting with him. So we, it doesn't mean like, get off me. Right, exactly. It, so what does it mean then? Yeah. And, and again, you're right. It doesn't mean get off me. I mean, it, it would be contradictory, for, contradictory to everything Jesus has been and, you know, up to this point. So I think there's this sense where, where she wants to cling to his physical presence and Jesus has already mentioned that, hey, I'm going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and when I leave, I am going to send another comforter. I am going to send the Holy Spirit. So I think Jesus is kind of preparing her um, so that, you know, when he gets ready to leave again, she's not uh, like sad again. Like, like I'm, I'm, I told you already, I'm going to send, send another comforter. And, um, and so I think he's helping her uh, to be prepared for that and, yeah. uh, and not to... Um, cling so tightly to him physically, but preparing her for the coming of the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So then we, well, then Mary is, he sends Mary. She's our first missionary, right? I love it. Telling the good news to the disciples. He is risen. Be quiet. She's the first preacher. So, (gasps) oh, (laughs) yes, she is speaking the truth. So Mary goes to the disciples and um, then we have the uh, the next encounter there where Jesus encounters them. And we have Thomas. Yeah. Um, which the 
feel sorry for the guy, but the adjective that is always connected to him. Doubting Thomas. Is Doubting <laughs> Thomas. That is what, what he is known by is this scene right here. But I think let's, let's talk about doubt yeah. because that yeah. is not something that is, that is really negative and it's not even something to, to shy away from. Doubt is part of growing in our faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Thomas does a great thing here in that he goes to Jesus with his doubts. And Jesus doesn't shut him down. Yeah. Which I, which I, which I love. Um, you know, I've had doubts. You've had doubts uh, about totally. your faith. And, um, and, and this is a clear example of Jesus inviting the doubts and, um, and, and, and letting the doubts actually spark a greater a greater sense of faith, and even even an opportunity for Jesus to show up and have a personal encounter with us, um, to so that our faith may be confirmed. There's a difference between disbelief and doubt, or unbelief and doubt. Uh, doubt is like, man, I'm 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 wrestling with this truth. Mm-hmm. Unbelief and disbelief is saying, I don't believe it at all. And there's even a little bit more maybe a little bit more hostility in a sense to disbelief and unbelief. I, I see the evidence, I don't want to have anything rejecting. to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. But doubt is like, I see the evidence. How does that make sense? God, will you help me to understand? It's like the, the, the father of the, of the son who was, uh, who was ill. I believe, yeah. but help my unbelief. And I think that's kind of what Thomas is going after here. Yeah, because doubt leads to questions yeah. which lead to answers yeah. but disbelief leads to rejection and then game over game like, over yeah. <laughs> that's it. there's no there's no growth there's no continuation right, right, right. there and i think that's worth emphasizing both of us have had doubts yeah, yeah. throughout faith that that is part of that growth like it is a faith so it's not just knowing more and more facts about jesus yeah. or yeah. The Bible, like there, there is a faith element to being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do Absolutely. not see that requires us to continue to grow, to assess, to understand more deeply. Yeah. I, so w- that's, one, yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, that's just part of, that is part of spiritual growth Yeah, is considering your doubts, taking them to Jesus as Thomas did and, and seeing how Jesus doesn't shy away from that. Absolutely. He'll, he will help us work th- through those doubts. Yeah, one of the prayers that I pray, and I invite anyone to pray this prayer, is, um, you know, Lord, close the gap. Close the gap between mm. what I believe intellectually and what I experience. So I know that God loves me, but there are times do I, I don't experience that love. So I'm asking God periodically, close the gap between what's in my head and then how I encounter and experience. So, so whether it is about him loving us or whether it's about us trusting him, closing the gap between the two, I think is, a, is for, at least for me, it's been one prayer that I've prayed. And, and if, even if those who are listening now, you've had doubts, uh, I think that's a great prayer to pray. Even, even like Thomas did, Thomas like, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. And so God, you're going to have to show me. Uh, let me have an encounter yeah. and experience with you. And ultimately, he does. And Jesus walks into the room, um, you know, at a second time. And Thomas is there this time. 
And he screams, my Lord, my God, which I think that's where we all want to be, mm-hmm. is um, my Lord, my God. And uh, there's something else in that passage I think is, is interesting. There's nothing wrong with us asking God to show us, but there's something, um, there's something um, that is satisfying with believing, having not seen the evidence first. Mm. And then God comes back and gives the evidence. But that's what Jesus tells Thomas, that, man, blessed is the person who actually sees first and the, or, or believes first and then ultimately sees. And so, um, so there's something to both. There's yeah. a, uh, we can bring our doubts and then there's something to us believing first, saying that I'm going to trust you at your word, don't fully understand it, but I'm going to keep walking by faith. I'm going to keep believing, keep confirming my belief in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something satisfying about that. Yeah. yeah. And that makes me think of Abraham, yeah. who went, who obeyed God's command to go to a place where I, that I will show you. Um, that is not how I travel. Like <laughs> to just go to a place, right, right, exactly, and not know where I'm going. Google Maps, Google yeah, Maps. Yeah, <laughs> I've mapped it out, and I like that in life. Just right. in whether it's a, yeah, on a yeah. trip or you know yeah. to know the steps. But how Abraham believed and stepped out in faith. Yeah, that that it, he's a great example of that as well. Yeah, and these these appearances, and we don't want to just like we talked about the last episode with the cross. We can get so connected to the, um, the, the facts of, uh, about crucifixion that we end up missing the, the, the point, which is that he died for our sins, that he took on our sins to give us life. And, he, and even here with the resurrection, um, these appearances are designed to help individuals then and to help us believe. Yes. Believe that Jesus is everything that he said uh, he would be to us and for us. And, um, and he, uh, these individuals in this chapter, they encounter Jesus so that their faith might be confirmed and affirmed so that they might, uh, when, they, when it was time to actually tell other people, they could actually tell other people with a sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. Not that uh, I think what Jesus said was true. No, we saw him and everything he said is absolutely true, and um, because we we experienced him, we encountered him, and I think um, I, I think that's that's you know it's good for us to be able to know this, so we might share it with confidence with others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this chapter ends with uh, the verses that we started with yeah. as the whole theme, the yeah. whole purpose of the book, um, which is exactly what you're talking about that we would believe. When John says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written yeah. so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That's what it's all about. And I think you can drop the mic on that one. There it is. Yeah. But we have to answer our <laughs> questions. So what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this passage? Um, yeah, I, th- I think we can believe that um, that it... God thinks it's okay for us to doubt, and yeah. we can bring our doubts to Him, and that we don't have to um, be worried about, you know, am I still a Christian because I have doubts? Mm-hmm. No, I I do have doubts, and believers have doubts, and I can bring them to the Father, and He will respond with uh, either confirming my faith through the power of the Spirit or confirming my faith with an encounter with 
uh, with the risen Jesus and uh, to confirm that, yeah, you are mine and um, and you'll, you're now strengthened because of that. So Yeah, I think that is so huge. And then just that incredible truth as well that we can see in his encounter with Mary that things are different now, that they are partnering. She's going out. She's the first to tell the news. Um, and that's a role that we get to play as well. We are equipped with the Holy Spirit to go and to tell others. And as we wrap up, that's what we'd encourage you to do, even sharing this podcast. Um, you can use the whole series as a tool uh, to go through the book of John with someone else, or you could share individual episodes. But our hope is that this will encourage and spark more spiritual conversations over a passage of scripture. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>